Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's Radio Planet Pipe with me, Lauren McDougall. You're currently listening to the Red Hot Chili Pipers from their album Bag Rock to the Masses with their take off the Beatles classic Hey Jude. In the UK we have been celebrating 50 years since Beatlemania so this is the first of two Beatles related tracks that we have in this week's show and we've also got an interview with Bill Livingston, the pipe major of the 78th Fraser Highlanders Pipe Band speaking about his new CD Northern Man. But first let's hear the Red Hot Chili Pipers with Hey Jude. Thank you. 
the Red Hot Chili Pipers there from their album Bag Rock to the Masses with a tune originally by the Beatles um, and also interspersed there was the traditional tune The Mason's Apron. Um, the Beatles tune was written by someone who is no stranger to writing music popular on bagpipes, Paul McCartney who of course also wrote The Mill of Kintyre which was a number one for him and his band Wings sometime later. There have been a lot of new CDs arriving at Planet Pipe and we're going to listen to just one of them just now. This is the new CD from the WAPOL which stands for the Western Australia Police and they have released a number of lovely live CDs. I think this is the first studio CD they have for a while and this is a tune called The Dragon's Lair.
the Western Australia Police Pipe Band uh, from their new CD. It's self-titled and you can find out more about it from their website at www.wapol.com.au. Now sticking to pipe bands, we're shortly going to speak to the legendary Bill Livingston of the 78th Raider Highlanders Pipe Band. Uh, a man and also a band that are very much known for being at the cutting edge of pipe band concert performances. So let's go back to a classic recording by the band. This is from a concert recorded live in Ireland many years ago and the track is called Lord Lovett's Lament.
the 78th Fraser Highlanders pipe band from their Live in Ireland CD led by pipe major Bill Livingston who is still the current pipe major of the band and I was lucky enough to speak to him earlier on and we began by speaking about not his new CD which we're going to come to but a series of CDs that he released um, over the last few years called A Peabrook Diary. Um, the Peabrook Diary is um, a, a, a kind of um, an effort to put down um, everything that has influenced uh, the way that I, I play Peabrook and from all of the various sources that I was so fortunate to have as teachers and instructors. It's not intended at all as an instructional uh, series, but rather as a kind of a document about um, how um, I play the tunes now and how they got into the shape that they're in and all of the sort of influences in uh, my uh, my piping background, especially my paper uh, background, that led me to have these tunes in the in the in the shape that they uh, they finally take. And having said that, of course, uh, every paper player knows that um, uh, a paper uh, takes a shape, and uh, maybe two years later, it shape shifts and does something different for it. But that's okay, and that's I think that's the way uh, that's the way music. Ought to be so. It's it's not instructional. It's just my sort of my personal journey through the whole business of learning Peabrook and the wonderful musical and intellectual challenge that it is, and to, to kind of document what my experience is uh, coming from knowing absolutely nothing about the music to where you know I finally ended up. Well, to go from a CD of Peabrook music to a CD like your new CD, um, Northern Man, that's quite a jump. Um, was it always your intention to release a more contemporary CD once you got your Peabrook series complete? Um, it's been a plan for uh, several years. Northern Man has been, um, in my mind and in the mind of uh, Doug Strong, uh, the producer and arranger, for about four or five years mm -hmm. now, it hasn't taken us continuous work over all of that period of time to get there. Life interfered, and law practice interfered, and um, pipe bands, and all of the rest of that. But the the, the basic shape of um, of the album um, kind of was um, I w wanted to do something with the bagpipe as a lead instrument in a field of much broader instrumental support and I found great um, support for the idea from Doug who is a, a really really fine musician he's yep. as probably everybody knows a really good pipe band drummer and guitar player a singer uh, and he's become an extremely skillful uh, producer so he brings to the project a really a fine sense of the tonality of the, of the bagpipe and the kinds of um, things in terms of arrangements that can complement um, what what the bagpipe does. So I guess in short, I wanted to I wanted to have um, an album that was what not 
Celtic folk rock, which is, uh, well, first of all, for a man my age, is a kind of a stupid thing to do. <laughs> Spent most of my youth playing in rock bands, but nevertheless, I wanted to have an album that had some kind of broad appeal uh, with the bagpipe as the, the lead instrument with big, big orchestral um, uh, backup and accompaniment. That was sort of a fundamental notion of it, and Doug was very much on side with that and wanted to do something that had not yet been done before. Yeah, well, it certainly is a, a very interesting CD. I managed to listen to it on the bus, and it, it kept me company for a, a good few hours. It's a, a really varied and very enjoyable CD. Um, the title of it is, of course, Northern Man. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about the story behind the title? The title Northern Man? Yeah, uh, yes, I can. Um, the band, the, the, the band, the Seven Eight Frasers, was in uh, Northern Ireland in 1998, and we were doing uh, a concert in Belfast, and while we were there, we stayed in uh, the town of Oma, and uh, we had a fabulous uh, time in Oma. We were treated uh, with uh, just with the most amazing hus- hospitality and affection and all of that. And the night of the concert, um, I was presented with a bronze uh, sculpture of a face, and the um, the sculpture was called Northern Man. And it wasn't two days later. But what we were at the World Championship in Glasgow and heard on the, on the, on the radio, because everybody was suddenly glued to that, that the bomb had gone off in Oma, killing what it was at 28 or 29 people, the worst single uh, uh, tragedy of, of the troubles. And that resonated, that resonated with me a lot, and it stuck with me. And... My own personal history is that my dad emigrated from uh, Ayrshire when he was a very young guy, about 20 or 21, to get away from the coal mines, and he ended up living in northern Ontario in a place called uh, Coppercliff, which is just outside of Sudbury, Ontario, way north of here, uh, a mining and smelting town. So I was kind of born... (laughs) a northern man, if you will, and had some kind of sense of what it's like to be scrabbling out uh, a living in uh, the north of any of any country. And it also stands for some sort of, I'm not sure, mystical notion of what the northern man is. I mean, Canadians are very, very proud of being northern people and from a northern climate. So all of that sort of linked together, and I thought, mm, this, is, this, is a, this is a neat title. Uh, for an album, it kind of reflects uh, who I am, and it also reflects something that really became very precious to me as a result of what uh, we experienced uh, through uh, through Oma. Yes, so let's hear that very track now. This is Bill Livingston with Northern Man.
the title track from Bill Livingston's new CD, Northern Man. And I'm joined down the line by Bill just now. Bill, you spoke a bit about your work with the producer Doug Stronach. Can you describe about the creative process behind putting this album together? It was uh, it was pretty much different in each case. Just just to having the track Northern Man. Um, what um, what Doug said to me at the beginning of the process was after I'd laid down one or two uh, uh, simple piping tracks, usually on practice yeah. channel for him to just go away and listen to and think about an arrangement. He said to me that he had always wanted to record the bagpipe. Uh, as he described it, huge, in the same way that uh, Davy Spillane's Okahulan's Lament was recorded right. in yeah. the uh, in the original Riverdance um, album. And I thought, that's wonderful. But I said to Doug, Okahulan's Lament is well outside of our range on the bagpipe. Uh, but he said, surely you can go away and think about something that that I that I could treat that way, and so I I did, and I went away and thought for a long time, and I got some inspiration from other bits and pieces of music that had uh, trickled into my noodle, and started working with them, and then we ended up with this piece, Northern Man, which from 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 my own personal point of view is probably uh, the most unique piece on the album because it is a kind of a very anthemic. Thing that, yeah. that builds and has marvelous chord structures, all of which are all of which are Doug's uh, invention and and creation. Mm-hmm. I give him the base in this particular case. I gave him the, the the basic melodic line on practice chanter, if you will, very badly blown and squeaky as every one of them are. <laughs> and Doug sat and he figured out a, a, a kind of a of an arrangement, a basic arrangement, sent it to me. I listened to it with the practice chanters squawking and squeaking away over the top of these uh, background uh, instrumentations, and um, I thought, my goodness, this is uh, this is this is really something special. It's never been heard. I don't think anything like this has ever been heard on a piping album, and I I, I bought into it 100%. So when it came time to actually record the piping for it, Doug had the arrangement completed uh, in its entirety. And um, I played the bagpipe to the arrangement, which is pretty much the way almost everything on the album uh, got built. Mm-hmm. I would give uh, Doug the, uh, the basic melodic lines, and he would draft a kind of a, a skeletal arrangement and send it to me, and I'd give him uh, my suggestions and input. He'd make whatever modifications we thought were needed. I would then go and record to the skeletal arrangement, and then Doug would start building and refining and send it to me, and further refinements would take place. A pretty long and slow process, but I'm hoping, I'm, my, my personal sense is that it, it, it really was worth it, because I don't think there's anything really just quite like it in terms of production in, uh, in solo piping albums, and uh, I'm hoping that people hear it that way. It certainly is. Um, are there any plans to take it to the stage, perhaps, um, or put a band round about you um, and, and take it on tour? Well, it's an interesting question because when we did the CD launch at the Piping Centre on the Thursday before the world, um, the uh, gal who was doing all of the uh, public relations for me and set up the whole launch, a, a gal named uh, Megan Proudfoot, was insistent that we play something live from the album. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, got together a whole group of people from within the band and we put together a live arrangement, a live presentation of Northern Man and jeez, uh, it, 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 it turned out to be uh, wonderful. We had two sets of keys, one carrying piano, which is the basic accompaniment throughout the whole piece, and strings, and then we had flute, whistle, little wee tiny whistle, bass, guitar, percussion, and we played the thing live with uh, two bagpipes, me and uh, Doug McCray out of the band, playing B-flat chanters is the only way you can use to sort of cooperate with other musicians. And uh, it came off a bomb. I was, I was delighted with it. And um, yeah, I think there's I think there's room to do some of the stuff. Some of it is very, very complex and, uh, and just perhaps beyond live uh, uh, production. But who knows? All right. Well, a lot of the material from the CD I, I recognise from your band, the 78 Fraser Highlanders. Are there any plans to put new concert material together for, mm-hmm. for the band? Um, or are there any big events coming up for the band? Uh, yes, we're actually working on a whole new uh, concert repertoire and exploring mm-hmm. uh, several venues over the next uh, 12 months uh, in and about uh, North America mostly. Um, one would hope with uh, a view to doing uh, a live recording, even though it might be a compilation of the various performances. But what I've learned is that live recordings are just so much more interesting than the studio jobs. Yeah, I think I agree with that. There's um, one surprise on the album in that you, you actually sing on one of the tracks, a track called The Greenwood Side. Is singing something that you've been uh, secretly hiding away, or is this something you've been brave enough to do for the first time on, on your new album? Well, the, uh, the combination is that of a, a walking song or a, a milling song, uh, the uh, English translation of which I think is A Thousand Curses on Love, and that's juxtaposed with the Greenwood side, which is a kind of a, a folk ballad that's common, I think, to, to uh, England, uh, Ireland, Wales, and Scotland in various, in various forms, and it's the bloodthirsty story of a woman who falls in love with her father's clerk and uh, becomes pregnant by him, has twins, slaughters them uh, for whatever reason no one knows, and then um, goes to her reward as predicted by her children, uh, where she'll toast in the Pitchfork Hotel for forever and ever for her deeds. So the melodic line of the Gaelic song is so similar to the um, the Greenwood side song that I'm convinced that somewhere or other there has been some borrowing and uh, metamorphosis between these two pieces of music. It's the kind of thing that Alan McDonald talks about all the time, the way uh, music uh, migrates and has, undergoes a metamorphosis and changes and gets better or worse or whatever. So... I think these two things are somehow related. I can't, I can't possibly uh, trace that. I'm not a musicologist uh, by any stretch, but the, the 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 lines are so similar that it just seemed to me to make some sense. And then we created that little chorus that doesn't exist in the original uh, song, and Doug does all the backup uh, singing. And I have to tell you that um, emerging at my uh, stage in life. As a vocalist, was more than a more than a little daunting. <laughs> certainly. Well, thanks very much, Bill, for taking the time to speak to us. It's um, certainly a CD that I very much enjoyed listening to myself.
I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope others do. I, I, I think it's got some. Uh, it's it's got something to say about the ability of the bagpipe to cooperate musically with other uh, with other uh, kinds of uh, instrumentation. Well, let's play now the track in question. This is Bill Livingston on pipes and vocals um, from his album Northern Man. This is the Greenwood Radio. Bill, thanks again, and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Lauren, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Against her shoe, all alone and lonely. The more she rubbed, the redder it grew. Down by the greenwood sidey, She went back to her father's home, all alone and lonely. Saw two babes a playing at ball. Down by the greenwood sidey, Babes, oh babes, if you were mine. All alone and lonely, I dress you up in scarlet fine, down by the greenwood sidey, oh. Oh, mother, oh, mother, when we were yours, all alone and lonely, scarlet was our own heart's blood, down by the greenwood sidey, oh. Oh, babes, oh, babes, it's heaven for you, all alone and Mother, oh mother, it's hell for you Down by the greenwood side Oh, the mystery of the greenwood side
Bill Livingston on pipes and also vocals from his new CD called Northern Man, which you can find out a lot more about from Bill's own site at www.billlivingston.ca. That's our time up for this week's show. Big thanks, of course, to Bill Livingston for speaking to us and um, also thanks to you for listening to this week's Radio Planet Pipe. Please be sure to go out there and if you enjoy the show, tell your friends or you can add us on both Facebook and MySpace. You can also recommend us through both of those. There is a feed button on the homepage that you can recommend a friend and you can also post to your Facebook and that sort of thing. If you want to get in touch with us, our classic email address is back in action, studio at planetpipe.com. That'll get through to me. And if you want to speak to anyone else on the Planet Pipe team, please just email there also. And if you want to send any requests, if you've got any ideas for the show, even if you've got your own music you'd like to send in, please don't be scared to do so. And we're more than happy to have a listen. Um, so from me Laura McDougall please join us again in two weeks time for the next new Radio Planet Pipe and like I said we have got two Beatles related tracks and the last track is from Eust uh, Piper and probably more well known nowadays for her Gaelic singing this is Julie Fowlis Julie grew up in North Eust um, and like I say is a Piper but is also well known for um, her singing and her whistle playing she played in the band Dochus, and she's got a good number of albums out, but this track here is from a single that she released, um, it was originally recorded um, from uh, for a CD by Mojo Magazine's um, White Album Recovered, um, it's a cover of the Beatles song Blackbird, um, and it's in Gaelic, so it's Julie's own interpretation of it. Written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney and sung by Julie Fowlis, this is Blackbird. So for me, Laura McDougall, bye for now. Thank you.